0: the fans who want to keep pounding for the the war the war the war the war the ones who want an inside look at the vault this is this
1: this this is views is from midstream.
0: now here's your host Lonzo Wrightsell and Rob Brown the views from mid podcast rolls on Rob Brown uh, Lonzo Wrightsell with you hey if you haven't done it yet do us a special Christmas favor would you would you share this around on your social media, on your Twitter, on your Facebook, on your Instagram? If you're on MySpace, you can put it up there. If you're on Mastodon or whatever the new one is, you can put it up there. If you're on Angel Fire, we don't care. Take it all the way back to the nineties. Share it around. Lonzo just looked up like Angel Fire. Look, what the heck it.
1: is Angel Fire?
0: <laughs> that was that was uh that was like social media before MySpace was your Angel Fire page, man. Uh, that's 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 a trip in the throwback machine for old Rob Brown is what that is. Uh, just put it on your social media and share us around so we can continue to grow the show, ladies and gentlemen. Let's look on the flip side of the ball. We mentioned the defense Lonzo. Well, here's an interesting number that I think you've got to take advantage of when it comes to defense yards per game. Detroit is the second-to-worst team in the National Football League, giving up a a yard-and-a-half shy of 400 per game, including 133 a game on the ground, 26th best in the league, and 265 per game through the air. That is 30th best in the league. Here's why those numbers are importante. They are important, though, because those are the type of numbers that a lesser coach, a lesser coordinator looks at and goes, you know, they're giving up 130 on the ground on average, but they give up 265 through the air. Maybe twirls evil mustache. We should look at throwing the rock a little bit. Those are the types of numbers that scare me, Lonzo, because the 265 that the Detroit Lions are giving up through the air, those are going to quarterbacks like uh, those are going to quarterbacks like Aaron Rodgers. Those are going to quarterbacks that are towards the top of the uh, totem pole, not Sam Darnold. Those are not those those are yards that are going uh, to Kirk Cousins with the receivers he's got in Minnesota to Josh Allen and the bills uh, to Aaron Rodgers a couple of times. Those, those, those numbers make me afraid that Ben McAdoo might see them though and go maybe like maybe, right? Like, no, but like maybe he will look at those numbers the way that I look at a chocolate cake when I'm on a diet. I'm like, I know I shouldn't and I know it's going to be bad for me. But like, it's right there. Like it's just It's just I could just do that. It's just right there, and I lose that fight more often than I don't.
1: It's uh, it's funny that you mentioned food and Ben McAdoo. I will continue to say he is man versus food. I cannot, I cannot unsee that ever, uh, unless he, unless he grows a, a full on uh, Grizzly Adams beard. And, yes, that's an old reference, but that's the first thing I could think of. Um, In most games, with most teams, the first thing you do, if you're good at your job, is find the weakness of the other team. And if the weakness of the other team is the pass, they're going to try to pass it. Whether they should or not, that's the weakness of the other team. The question is, can you put enough runs in there to, 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 to balance things out? And, and I don't know if he's that kind of offensive coordinator. I think if they come out and they throw a couple of passes and they're successful, they won't run the ball at all. And that could be disastrous for the Panthers.
0: Don't get suckered in. Don't fall for it. Don't think all of a sudden, well, everybody can throw the ball against them. We should be able to – don't do any of that. If As much as you want to sit there and look and salivate at the fact that they have the 30th best passing defense in the game you also have to look at the fact that they have the twenty-sixth best rush defense in the game because as zo pointed out you want to find a weakness that is literally the thing you are going for find the weakness exploit the weakness absolutely that's old school coaching but you also want to find out how to exploit the weakness with a strength of yours. The strengths of the run game look at that 26th best run game with the same love and admiration that you look at the 30th best pass defense and salivate over. Uh, in terms of sacks, Detroit, very pedestrian. We have 29, they have 30 sacks on the season. Third down efficiency. We talked about third downs against the Pittsburgh Steelers, Lonzo, because third down on both sides of the ball, um, uh, sucked a lot. Pittsburgh converted seventy-five percent of the thirds down third downs that they faced on offense. We did not do that, and it created a massive problem. The Detroit Lions are averaging though less than forty-nine percent conversion rate. On third downs, there's only like ordinarily there might be a number, maybe two that I look at and I go, if X, then the Y is we win. And if X, then Y. If you can keep that number under their season long third down conversion rate, you keep them under that 48.2% third down conversion rate, Londo, uh, Londo, Londo, uh, Lonzo, you keep that over here. I've been watching a lot of Star Wars lately. What do you want? Uh,
1: I got a bad feeling about this game.
0: If you keep them under their season average mark for third down conversions, Carolina can win this football game. It's that simple to me. Run it and keep them off the field on third downs, both of which they are not very good against. Take advantage of their weaknesses with your strengths and you'll
1: be fine. You know, if you rewind back about, I don't know, Three pods, four pods. That's exactly the kind of same thing we said about beating Pittsburgh, and they didn't do that. They didn't do that. But but you're right. Detroit's defense is worse than Pittsburgh's defense, and you got to have a balance on offense. Take advantage of their lack of defense. This could very well come down to um, outscoring the other guy by uh, you know whoever whoever has the ball last. And the best thing way to do that is to run the ball. Uh, we said it from the beginning of the podcast. We said it in the middle of the podcast. We're going to say it at the end of the podcast. Run the ball. Run the ball. Just run the ball. Just just, just run the ball. Uh, all right.
0: One more thing that jumped out at me when I was going over my pregame notes here. Great one. Two weeks ago, the last win against Seattle. Carolina won the turnover battle in that game 2-0. The Panthers, in four of the team's five wins, have turned the ball over zero times. In all of the five wins, they've had one turnover. One turnover. Through the losses, those nine losses, just interceptions, 10 of them. 10 of them. Uh... You know, ordinarily, like a good team that wins a bunch is going to win the turnover battle. A bad team is going to lose the turnover battle. When you sit right there in the middle, and we mentioned third downs, and and you can kind of point at the third down, success and failure as an indicator. Uh, so if Carolina turns the ball over, they lose. Like if they hit the 180 mark, they win. If they keep the ball and, blue, and win the turnover battle, they win. It blows my mind. And, and, you know, I, I got told the other day, like, oh, your football bro- your football breakdowns are too simple. Uh, Zo, sometimes they just are what they are. You don't turn the ball over. You get over 180. You've won five games where those two, t- uh, two statistics are true in every other game that those two statistics are not true. You have lost. That's not me pulling some facts and figures out of my backside for the sake of airtime. That's literally on paper statistics that you can circle and verify, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Is this a college professor criticizing you? What do you want? Calculus? Uh, I mean, it really comes to football. It is just a matter of simple math. That's, That's all it is. It's very simple math. You do things better than the other team, like gain more yards, which is simple math, especially on the ground. You're probably going to win that game. That's that's just how that I don't get. I don't get that you, your breakdowns are, are too simple.
0: Yeah. I, tell, listen.
1: tell me you smacked them in the head when they said that. Well, it was
0: online. It was it was uh, it was on the 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 bastion of greatness, uh, the bastion of greatness. That is Twitter. Twitter um, uh. I will say very simply this. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, sometimes people go looking for solutions that are overly complicated because we've all kind of been conditioned to feel like well if it was a simple fix it would just get fixed right the numbers that i have pointed out uh statistics aren't going to tell you the whole story but they'll give you a heck of a lot of it uh dante foreman in the games we have won is averaging a buck 18 on the ground in the games we've lost is averaging 45 on the ground In games in which the Carolina Panthers have turned the ball over, they are one and nine. In games where they have not turned the ball over, they are five and zero. So the 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 entertaining thing to me in this case is how evidently clear it is that these two numbers exclusively and entirely coincide with dubs and with l's. And it seems to me like that would be the focus, and that is why I said. I don't know that Steve Wilkes can solidify his head coaching position with the team next year, this week, but he can lose it because all the numbers that show dubs and L's, you can write them down. You can point at them. They are empirical. You can prove them. And if we don't follow the formula we have laid out, right? If we go run the ball 40 times, Lonzo, and we lose the game, we lose the game. It's the NFL. Nobody's going undefeated. But if we go out there, with a playoff berth on the line and an opportunity to potentially drag Tampa into a tie for the division and we do anything other than the formula that I can show you works, he damn sure can lose that job.
1: And that's where I'll leave it. Well, I I hate being so negative. You know what? I, I hope he, I hope, that Steve Wilkes is able to learn from the errors that they made last week, that they're able to turn things around, they're able to beat Detroit, they're able to beat Tampa Bay, they're able to beat New Orleans, they're able to win a playoff game. That would be awesome. Camp- that would win me over for sure. Um, I just, I'm just i trying to be realistic here, and I just don't see how that will happen because of inconsistencies. We've seen things that, go, that we go, man, we've said it here. They get it. They finally get it. They see what they need to do. And then they turn around and do the exact opposite. Um, That is uh, collectively a problem. And that's from the top down. Uh, When you decide this is what our game plan is, even though the last one worked, we're going with something totally different. That's a coaching problem. And until that's figured out, He's going to stay interim till the end of the season, and then he'll be looking for another job.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, we want to thank you all that have spent this entire year with us on the Views for Ministry podcast, especially those that have made sure you are downloaded, subscribed, and shared us around. It means the world to us. We are very, very grateful. Uh, it has been a tremendous season. We've still got more pods to do. We're still doing the pod next week, but wanted to take just a second to, And wish all of you a very happy holidays, a Merry Christmas, a happy Hanukkah, a happy Kwanzaa, and a happy Festivus to the rest of us. Whatever you celebrate, we hope that you have a phenomenal holiday with your friends, with your family, and we thank you all for listening and spending your time, hours upon hours, throughout the football season with us. Because, well, if you didn't, it would be pointless of us to continue to do this pod. So, uh, a happy holidays from me and, and Lonzo, if there's anything you'd like to add, the floor is yours.
1: No, I think you pretty much said all of it. Um, uh, Again, tell a friend, an enemy, a family member, a guy on the street wearing a Panther jersey to download this podcast because it will help us greatly and we appreciate it and uh, we enjoy sharing time with you talking about the Panthers. And as far as Festivus goes, this entire podcast was an airing of grievances. And now it's over.
0: Uh, It is not over because tomorrow at one o'clock on Christmas Eve, it will be time Lonzo for the Panthers to perform their feats of strength. Go win the damn football game. I don't want my Christmas Eve ruined. That's all I'm saying. Is that too much? That that was that. That was too intense, right?
1: No, that's what they need especially the defense. Ladies and gentlemen, Merry Christmas.
0: Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Festivus for the rest of us. Whatever you celebrate, we hope you have a good one. And we will see you back here on Monday for the wrap up and either a discussion about how we finish off the push to the playoffs or our first breakdown about who we should draft because that's what (laughs) we'll see how it goes. That's Lonzo right? So he's the great one. My name is Rob Brown. We'll see you back here on Monday. Have a great Christmas holiday weekend, everybody. We'll see you on Monday. And until then, and as always, keep pounding, baby.